0: The only Mikey Maximus uh, Fernicus Charette. Say
1: what? Dr. G, what's up, sir? Woo. How's it going? How's your day? Glad to have you back, man.
0: Glad to have you back.
1: You Happy to be back.
0: You know, I mean, I'm happy to have Claude on the show. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Claude right now. Shout yeah, <laughs> shout out to Claude. He came through in the clutch. We had him on the show, and he had all kinds of work stuff going on, but he was like, you know what? I'm doing it for the Doc G show yeah. and I was like thank you Claude
1: but at the same time it. glad to have you back Mike we missed you so true you. thanks Doc G ha- really happy to be back
0: how was the how was the trip you took a trip listeners i don't know if you know
1: he took a trip to key west how was yeah. it yeah went down to key west great time blacked out the first night what? unfortunately too many tequilas in a row uh and uh, i hear that's hey, a dangerous trip,
0: drink The tequila.
1: Yeah. I thought it was a safe drink. I Uh, thought it was like, hey, it's plant. There's no weed (laughs) in it. Uh, You know, you could drink it slowly and it's nice. I thought thought it was a safe drink. They didn't tell me it had alcohol in it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was- I thought it was a gradual thing. I didn't know it just hit you all at once. I thought uh, it was kombucha. Shot. What was that? Yeah. I there was probiotics. Come on. It totally turned on me. Sad. Um, Sad. But yeah, it was beautiful. It was a great time. Nice. It was a great time. Nice. Jet ski tours, fresh fish every night. It was beautiful. I will say,
0: Mike, um, I was looking on Instagram there. You're killing the physique game. Say what? Killing the physique game. You had a picture. You and your compadres, I'm guessing one of those guys... I didn't read the caption. I was too lazy. What? Um, I'm guessing one of those guys was the fella getting married, but I got to tell the listeners, Mike was the guy leading the physique parade, okay? (laughs) There was one dude with the chiseled physique. That's right. And it was Mike, listeners. It was Mike. Doctor,
1: thank you. And I couldn't have done it without you. Your regimen has helped me a lot and i really appreciate that let me I, I, tell you what looks. helps a
0: good regimen mike adherence to the regimen mm.
1: oh true 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 the true regimen, yeah, i don't miss a day
0: the regimen without adherence doesn't do shit. you gotta yeah. have the actual diligence to do the workout listeners otherwise yeah, it's just crap on a paper it's just yeah. it's just words that don't do anything. Sorry, I got on my preacher box as far as workouts,
1: Mike. <laughs> Sometimes it happens, but I'm— It's okay. They need to hear it.
0: I'm glad you were able to shine in Key West. I'm glad you were able yeah. to, to get on that jet ski and just ride. Yeah. Just have some delicious fish. Hopefully, the mm-hmm. mercury content was low. You know? I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it was. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't have a (laughs) marker. Who knows? Nobody knows. It's fine. Nope. Mike, I want to get nuts. Since you're back on the show, I want to get nuts. Okay. Here's how I want to get nuts, Mike. I want to start this show with a birthday suit. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, that's right. All right. That's right, listeners. Before we actually fire up the show, I want to do a birthday suit. And the reason we need to do the, this way is it pertains to the rest of what I want to talk about before we fire up the show. So if you're right, ready to go, sense. Mike, we will get this birthday suit,
1: fired up. Let's fire up this birthday suit. Cool. Like it. Happy I'm ready for a birthday suit. Let's do it. Okay, this is a biggie for
0: me and you. I think this is a biggie birthday suit here. So, and it's not, okay. it's not B I G. That's not, it's not. <laughs> Uh, born on August 24, 1973 in Washington, D.C., our birthday suit wearer's parents were both professors, but our birthday suit wearer was more interested in becoming a comedian. The musician Johnny Hartman met our birthday suit wearer at extremely young age and predicted he would become a comedian. Before he graduated high school, he moved to New York to try to become a comedian. He started gaining traction in the mid-'90s, was asked to come on most of the late-night talk shows, including... Uh, Leno and, uh, and Letterman. In 1998, he co-wrote the cult classic Half-Baked. In 2000, he got, uh, he got to record his first hour-long special on HBO called Killing em Softly. Hmm. In 2003, he was offered a sketch comedy show with his name on Comedy Central. The show was extremely popular with classic sketches revolving around Prince, Rick James, and the Black-White Supremacists. In 2004, he released his second special for Showtime titled, For What It's Worth. In 2005, after two seasons of our Birthday uh, Suitwearer's show, he left citing stress, saying that the show was ruining his life. It wasn't until 2013 that he came back to stand-up comedy full-time. In 2016, he filmed three new comedy specials for uh, Netflix, uh, the Age of Spin deep in the heart of Texas and Equanimity there were they were the most watched Netflix comedy specials of all time they also won him two grammy awards and an emmy nomination and the mark twain prize for american humor Jeez. he released closer in uh sorry closer in october of 2021 and Rolling Stone listed him as number nine on the best comedians of all time. Name that birthday suit wearer.
1: Hmm. Dave Chappelle.
0: Dave Chappelle <laughs> is correct. Yes. yes. That is right, Mike. I will uh, obviously I put him up there in my top uh, top comedians of all time. Um, yeah. And He's fun- a GOAT. Fun fact, Mike, me and Dave Chappelle's great-grandfather worked at the same college. So true. Hey, there we go. Obviously not at the same time, but we worked at the (laughs) same college. His great-grandfather was the president of Allen University, uh, which is an HBCU in Columbia, South Carolina, and I worked there for two years. So. Nice.
1: Mm-hmm. I think his mom was a, uh, wasn't his mom like an English teacher or a professor?
0: Yeah, but bo- bo- like I said, uh, both, both of them. his uh, parents were professors. Yeah. Like his family has done amazing things, Mike. Yeah. Like his great-grandfather, his other great-grandfather was a physician and a member of the wow. South Carolina legislature during Reconstruction. Like, it's insane. It's insane, yeah. you know? Wow. Which I mean you know, I, I could I could understand like no offense to my family, but with that kind of family, like I could understand the sense of like pride and worth you have when you yeah when yeah, you, yeah. when you hear those things like, man, look at my look at my family.
1: What, do, what like, are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. like
0: <laughs> but the reason, I wanted to do this first, Mike, was because of that last thing that I mentioned. Hmm. The Rolling Stones list of greatest comedians. Word. Listeners know a lot of their list irked me, Mike. That's a fact. A lot of Rolling Stones list irked me, and this was no different. It irked me. I started looking at this list, and I was like, all right. All right, let's see let's see who they got let's see who the comedians they are all right and uh, let me explain something to the listeners as far as this list right when you're thinking about this when you make a list you ultimately need to think of what a comedian does because you're saying the greatest comedians of all time right so mm-hmm. if you're making an analogy to sports right when you make a sports list you put the best winners of all time on the list because that's what a athlete does. They have to win their competition. So the more you win, the more you are great, right? In in the idea of a, a comedian, they make people laugh. So the more you make people laugh, the higher they should be on your list. I don't right. think they did that all the time on this list, Mike. <laughs> I honest, I think they used a lot of times like creativity, or progressiveness of what this person did as a uh and, and like i get it that's part of it but i think the biggest thing is is did people find you funny like that's mm-hmm. yeah did, did you win did you and yeah. that's, it, it, I just number what one, are your stats yeah number one through three i don't really have an argument with i don't know if you will either they're number one through three richard Pryor, george carl lenny bruce or george carlin Uh, Lenny Bruce which like oh geez yeah that's like the top three I think of everybody's list you know Mm -hmm. like I I don't know if it were me and I I I had those three Lenny Bruce would go ahead of George Carlin but uh, you know yeah. yeah, that's that's small f- potatoes. So true. I, that's that's not what irked me to a large degree. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I would have Richard Pryor number one. Because the amazing thing to me about Richard Pryor, I don't know about you, Mike, but listening to Richard Pryor now is still funny. Yeah. And like, even George Carlin, even Lenny Bruce, most of their jokes are not funny to me anymore. Like, you listen to him, yeah. it's like, yeah. But like, Richard Pryor, I can still laugh at him, and it's from 77. And you're like, holy shit." Yeah. How, how funny are you that you can make somebody laugh 50 years later with a joke? Like, insane. So, anyways. Yeah. That's one through three, Mike. Four, I found surprising that they would put it there, but, like, I don't have any disagreement with it. It was Louis C.K.,
1: Which I was Mm. like, wow,
0: they put Louis C.K. all the way at four? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah." Well, he did just win. Didn't he just win a Grammy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He won a, yeah, for like his new- Little
0: bit on a comeback, you know? After they knocked him down with the Me Too, they were like, all right. Yeah. You can can make your ascension again. We're okay with it. Mm -hmm. Number five. This is where I was like, eh. Chris Rock. Chris Rock five.
1: Huh.
0: Like, I love Chris Rock, but like- Mm-hmm. Is that too high for Chris Rock? Mm. Like, I, I I don't know, man. Like,
1: yeah, Patrice O'Neill. Yeah,
0: I mean, like, I just, I mean, then six. I get this. This was this is more of a pioneer one. I feel Joan Rivers was six, and like, I'll say, mm. I'll say, you know, in a male dominated field, yeah, it's amazing that she did what she did, and she does have some pretty funny jokes, and she had some mm-hmm. off the cuff stuff that you were like. I wish I was that fast. That's cool. But like, still, I'm still upset about that Chris Rock. I don't know. I just like, then.
1: Yeah, s- kind of random.
0: Seven, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, which, mm. you know, he started a revolution. Like, I mean, you look at like yeah. how he made comedy. He completely changed it. Like the before and after, it's definitely a different, different style, you know? So definitely. like in my idea, he might actually jump Chris and Joan. He definitely jumped Chris, in my opinion. Joan, probably so, too. Eight, Bill Cosby. Eh. Yeah. We know what he did. We know what he did both in comedy and outside. That's all we need to say about that. Uh, Nine, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. I'd say for me, again, I need to put him up a couple spots, but I'm not going to quibble with it. You know this. This is their list. That's fine. This, these these all, like I said, are semantics, Mike. I'm fine with this. They can move these back and forth. Uh, number ten, Mort Saul. Hmm. Mort Saul, and I'm guessing they were putting Mort up there because he's he's like the pioneer of political comedy. Like I mean, he's hmm. super famous through the the '60s, '70s, and '80s as far as. Uh, a a political comedian. That's a fact. So that's the top 10. And it's acceptable. You know, if I stopped there, I would accept their list. And I would be like, eh, not exactly how I'd have it, but those 10 make sense. This is where they lost me, Mike. I went down through their top 50 because it's the top 50, right? They don't have Norm MacDonald on their list. Huh? Wow. Not- How is
1: that even possible?
0: Exactly. Not at all. Girl, come on. Not 50. Not even 50. Not number five-oh. As soon as I realized that, Mike, I said list Rolling Stone. No. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. No, no. I mean, like, you're telling me. Like I don't know (laughs) if you saw it, Mike, but on Netflix, after uh, Norm passed away, They had a special where he had unreleased uh, material and then uh, they had a screening where they had a bunch of people watching it and watching it was Dave Chappelle, Dave Letterman, Conan O'Brien, David Spade, Adam Sandler. And all of those guys considered him one of the greatest, if not the greatest comics of all time. And you're telling me with all of those amazing dudes, all of those guys that I would consider amazing stand-ups in their own right. You're telling me they don't know what they're talking about? You're telling me they're just making up some dude that's one of the greatest comics of all time? Like, girl, come on. (sighs) Not to call out people on the list, Mike, but they had Patton Oswalt
1: (laughs) at number 34. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Like I, I I don't know where he falls though.
0: He's not it's not it's not thirty-four. Nope. It's not above yeah. nor I guarantee you right now, you call up Pat Oswald and he couldn't tell you with a straight face that he's funnier than Norm McDonald. He wouldn't agree yeah, to no that. Way. There's no way he no would.
1: Way. Like No way. He wouldn't.
0: Kevin Hart at eighteen? You're telling me Kevin Hart is at least thirty-two spots better than Norm McDonald? Now, I will at least with that one defend it with what I said before. If you can make people laugh, then you should be high on the list. At least Kevin mm-hmm. Hart has that going yeah. for him. So I want, like, definitely. But, like, Patton Oswald, he's not beating P- uh, crowds with Norm McDonald. Like, it's just. No <sighs> way. <sighs> anyways, Mike, the point is Rolling Stone f- up another list. That's. Yeah, they did. And they successfully distracted me from doing things for like an hour, just looking at their list <laughs> and judging every person and how they were not Norm MacDonald. So true. So, nicely done, Rolling Stone. You successfully got me, tricked me into looking at your list for the next two hours. Duh. <laughs> ah, ah. Mike,
1: are you su- sorry, Doc G. Oh, it's okay.
0: It's okay, Mike. Are you ready to pull the same thing on our listeners and successfully trick them into listening to our show for two hours?
1: Yes. Yes I am. Nice! Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off! Mike,
0: we have a fantastic show. We have a great band. I'm super excited about this band, Clea Patrick, Luke and Ian from Coburg, Canada. Guessing you've never been to Coburg, have you
1: Mike? Hmm. Where is it at? We're in Canada. It's We're like hard.
0: an hour and a half northeast. No. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an hour and a half Northeast of Toronto. Of Toronto, in the middle of nowhere. They'll they'll sort of openly accept it that it's in the middle of nowhere. Now, I do want to apologize in advance to the listeners. My audio quality for this uh, interview is not the best on my side. Here's what happened, listeners. My computer crashed last week, and I lost the audio file to the interview. I still have the audio from the Zoom. But the Zoom combines my microphone and the ambient sound. So it sounds a little barrelish. It's not bad. It's mm. good. It's just not as good a quality as we normally have, Mike, as the listeners well. are used
1: to. You know. Thanks for the heads up, Doxie. I think everybody appreciates
0: that. that. I just, I just, I don't know about you, Mike. It, well, you know me. I just hate it when I'm listening to a pod and they don't acknowledge when somebody changes in audio and it sucks. I think everybody does, and they don't realize it. You, uh, that's. <laughs> I mean, most people. Yeah. If you realize, like, all of a sudden, you're like, why is this pod switch into mode? Oh, it's the audio. <laughs> That's it, you know? Yeah. So I just wanted to give everybody a heads up. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It just could be better. Just could be better. I mean, I'm not Mike in his grade A studio with soundproofing over there. Listeners, you yes. can't see. Ooh. He's got amazing <laughs> soundproofing. His his it is his voice coming in crystal. Crystal. And yes. that is it. Yes. Anyways, Mike, since We're we trying. have already covered the birthday suit,
1: are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines, Doc G. It's now time for rip from the headlines.
0: Whew, we got some good ones here. We've uh, Mike. Are you a,
1: a fan of meatloaf? Not the musical artist, but the actual dish. Hmm. And as a kid, no. But I think in my adult age, I think I would be very interested to try some nice meatloaf. I would be. I would be not opposed to it. You, yeah.
0: It is one of those things you have to grow to, to appreciate, I think. Yeah, Most kids aren't going to appreciate sure. it. And I'll say it definitely has to be done right. That's a fact. You can, Yeah. You cannot have a dry meatloaf. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants that styrofoam looking just ugh, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, there are some kids that are a huge fan of their parents' meatloaf. And in this story I've got, this kid was a huge fan of his mom's meatloaf. Mm. And uh, when, they, when this kid was a true kid, because now this kid is like 25 years old. But when they were a kid, uh, their mom told them, I'll give you the recipe for this meatloaf when you're old enough to keep it a secret. Work. Because we can't let this thing out. I can't give you the recipe for this because it's an amazing amazing meatloaf jeez and the kid was like i believe you because i love this meatloaf right and so eventually when this kid turned 19 their mom gave him the recipe for the meatloaf Hmm. and uh you know they were loving it it was awesome but then not too long after that the kid told his mom that they were gay And I'm sorry if I'm switching pronouns. I couldn't find in the story what gender this person was. So I have no idea about this kid. I'm trying to use they, but sometimes I switch over to his. Anyways, I know some people can, you know, question that. Anywho, in the kid's words, the mom, after they told them that they were gay, became super homophobic and abusive towards them, which, come on, that's ridiculous, right? Wham. So the kid decided to go on the internet and post their mom's meatloaf recipe everywhere they could. Woohoo! A revenge for their mom not accepting their sexuality. They were like, you know what? You're not nice to me? Guess what? Everybody's gonna know your meatloaf. Here it is. So they went out and they called it Revenge Loaf. And they put Revenge Loaf everywhere on the internet. That's right. So, first off, Mike, I'll say, pretty awesome, Revenge. That is yeah. pretty pretty great. Agreed. But i also say the kid might have wanted to print out, like, flyers and post them on everybody's doors in his mom's neighborhood because just guessing based off of this story, this mom might not understand the internet. Nope. Like, if you told if you told her you posted it on Reddit and TikTok, she's gonna be like, "What? What? The f- is that? What is that? A new store? Yeah. Is it? Is that? <laughs> is that beside Best Buy? I do not want it there. You know, like you gotta give her a little face-to-face evidence. You know, that's. Mm-hmm. Also, I took a look at this recipe, Mike. I, it didn't look very uh, amazing to me. You know, It didn't. No. No, there's nothing super creative going on in this loaf. Like that's a fact. She ba- like she's not picking a lane on her seasoning. That's the thing ah. that she's got. She's got a ranch mix in it. She's got ketchup. She's got spicy brown mustard, and then a tiny bit of barbecue sauce and a tiny bit of steak sauce.
1: Hmm. Like you got a bit gotta, of barbecue you, sauce. You
0: gotta no. pick a lane when you're making a, a loaf. You got to go, I'm making this ranchy, or I'm making this barbecue-y, or I'm making this Worcestershirey. Like, Ooh, okay. You can't, you can't just throw it all in. It's going to come out tasting like a trash can, man. That's a fact. You can't do yeah. that. And she's only got one egg in the recipe. One egg? She needs to crank hmm. up the fat content in this loaf, man. She needs, needs to, more eggs. She needs to get slightly eggier. She needs to get slightly fatter. And she needs to pick a
1: lane on those seasonings. That's just my two cents, mm-hmm. Mike. It's just Doc G, what's what two seasonings would you go with in that? Uh, I would. I would like that. a ranchy. I would like a ranchy yeah. loaf. You know. <laughs> yeah. I think that would like be that. good. You get a little spice Same. going in there, but
0: you get a little like two, She needs more fat. Like I don't know what kind of because uh, it didn't say, it didn't specify on the actual beef that she was using what percentage of fat it was. But, like, mm. on a loaf, True. you need a fat loaf. That's a fact. Like, you need, like, 65-35, 70-30 split of of chuck to fat. Like, if you're okay. going, like, 90-10, to 10, that blows. That loaf is going to be dry. You are going to just have a horrible time eating that loaf. Anyways, <laughs> Mike, we Thank have you. we have diverged into beating Bobby Flay on on Food Network. <laughs> the other night I couldn't sleep, I watched that show for like two hours. It's good times. Ah, you know? Such good. It was a downer that I couldn't sleep, but I was like, you know what? Bobby Flay's with me here. That's nice. Yeah. Fun fact, almost got him on the show, Mike. Almost got really? Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Me and me and his uh me and his manager were going back and forth for like a month and a half trying to schedule it. And then she just dropped off the face of the planet. Like maybe she found out our show wasn't popular enough. She's like, "I'm gonna stop talking." Bag, whatever it was. uh,
1: We almost had him. Didn't get him.
0: Didn't Ah, get him.
1: Yeah. We gotta send her a copy of the Tom Brady email and then see how. Validation. Validation. Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Mike, we have royal family news. Nice. The Queen's granddaughter, Lady Louise Windsor who's 18 and just out of high school, everyone found out this summer, she took a job at British Garden Center for $11 an hour. Mm. That's right. Just a regular job, Mike. Just out there hawking flowers as the granddaughter of the queen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The British and Australian media couldn't get enough of it, Mike. It was like, I, I Googled, like, just the headline of it. There were, like, 47 stories from British and Australian outlets. Wow. Uh, not too surprisingly, uh, America didn't really give a crap. But, you know, that makes sense. They're, they're, it's not our queen. Um, yeah, not our queen. I don't know, Mike. If I'm hanging out with the queen, though, I, I, I will say I'm like, hey, queen, got to admit, This is a pretty great story compared to Prince Andrew having another sex scandal. That's a fact. Pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Like, this one, I would milk this one for all it's worth. Go ahead and push this one out. Try to get it going. Maybe we should just get the whole royal family working at garden centers. Just get them all (laughs) out there. I also thought, Mike, do you think Lady Louise, that's her name. If I was one of her co-workers, I would call her Lady Louie. That would definitely... (laughs) <laughs> Lady Lou. Lady
1: Louie the second. Yeah,
0: Lady Lou maybe. Just uh, take it down to Lady yeah. Lou. Maybe LL. I might get, uh, you know, LL Cool J. I might switch it down to just <laughs> LL Cool J. I don't know. We'd see. But uh, now, I was thinking about this, uh, and you. I think I saw it in your face when I started talking about this story. I was thinking, I was like, where is she in the line of secession? Because I've never heard of Lady Louise. Like, who... Yeah. Who is this? And yeah, shouldn't she, like, be in the military or something? She's she's 16th in line to the queen, Mike. Okay. So so if 15 people in the royal family who are in front of her just so happen to tragically die Wait, all what? at the same time, <laughs> you're looking at the next queen right there, guys. That's her, Lady Louie. She's, she's up 15 people. Right? Like, hmm. I, I started thinking of yeah. it, Mike. I'm pretty sure there's, like, a greater chance of being struck by lightning while being eaten by an alligator than seeing Lady Louise Windsor as queen. Like, there's no yeah. way those 15 people are going before her. And, like, five no. of them are younger than her because they're all, like, yeah. you know, they're all Kate's kids, like all those uh, teeny yeah. people. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, And
1: then plus the queen, she's living till like 150 years Yeah, old. at least. At least she's not going anywhere. <laughs> she's already been there for 70 years. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. Uh, which also made me wonder. I was like, 16th in line. How long does the line of succession go? Like, how many backups do they go? And I was looking yeah. at some... Where am I in line? It, well, exactly. Right, That's <laughs> what I was saying. And some experts say, Mike, technically you have $7 billion in line for secession because England mm. could choose anyone in the world to be the head of the royal family. And I was mm. like, where would I
1: be in line?
0: Where would I fall?
1: <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah,
0: and I think, <laughs> Mike, I'm going to say I'm like one billionth in secession. Because you mm. think about it, like obviously English residents are going to go before me. <laughs> then probably Canadian residents are going to go before me. Then Australian residents are going to go before me, but then I would say I'd say
1: America would go after them.
0: Like I'd say that's
1: Canadian Americans, and then maybe just regular Americans. Yeah, yeah, that would be me. Okay, yeah, that's right. I would be. That's right ahead of you, (laughs) Doctor.
0: So you're. Well, that's what I was thinking though. It's like you know, now that I thought about this, I was like, should I start introducing myself? Should I start being like Benjamin Gordon? Estimated one billionth in line for succession to the throne of England. woo And they'll be like, well, mm. yeah, I could do it. And they'll be like, uh. estimated, I'll be like, well, you give or take. Be you give or take. Two billion, 500 million, we don't know. Somewhere in there, somewhere in the ballpark, right? Yeah, something Just like saying. that. Just saying. The royal family website goes up to 24 that's how much they actually name on the royal website as far as uh, line of succession. Yeah.
1: They're like, 24 should be enough. Yeah. That should be enough. <laughs> like, people. I think that'll cover it. No way. <laughs> cover it.
0: In the, in the story, one shopper said, I couldn't believe it was Lady Louise. I had to look twice.
2: Say what?
0: Which I got to say, that's one way you can tell this isn't an American story, Mike. Like, if we had a royal family with like 30 some odd members in it, there's no way Americans would keep up with all of them. That is way too much. Like, I mean, just think of like politicians right now. If you threw like Nancy Pelosi or Mitch McConnell in a Walmart, I guarantee you 99% of the people in that Walmart would just walk right by them. And be like, "They would have no idea. Another old person in here. That guy's, yeah. That guy's neck is melting. That's weird. It just <laughs> he keep looks on, like
1: a Walmart guy. Just yeah. keep
0: on walking. Like there's no <laughs> like pointing them out. Like oh my god, look at that. Like no, crazy, crazy, Mike. Um, Mike, let's see. I got uh, uh hmm. hmm, Do you want to hear the story about a hot spring or the new health, uh, uh health? craze that's sweeping the nation health craze or hot spring new health
1: craze new health craze i was for sure i
0: thought that 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 teaser would get you mike um oh yeah i don't know which one i'd rather talk about both of them are pretty good but uh (laughs) mike off the air me and you have talked about cold showers and ice ice baths Mm -hmm. um and uh the new trend has uh, is going along with that line of thinking except for a specialized area of your body. Word. There is a new health trend, self-described biohackers call it
1: testicle icing. Oh, no way. (laughs) Hot springs. (laughs) Let's just do hot springs then. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds good, Mike. We'll switch over. That's all Mike had to hear. Oh, it's bad. Anywho, uh,
0: Mike, uh the Hot Springs story out of Yellowstone. Why you actually switched. Yeah, I have okay. no problem switching. <laughs> Listeners, if you want to hear the story about testicle icing, you go ahead and write into the story. Let us know. I need a handwritten letter too. I'm not gonna do yeah. it off of an email. You gotta give me a handwritten letter. About testicle ice. Yeah. Uh, Mike, strange story out of Yellowstone National Park. And a uh, park employee was cruising around the park one morning, uh, Thursday morning, when he came across a shoe floating in one of the hot springs. Hmm. Not good. Not only was it a shoe, but the foot was inside the shoe. Ew. Yeah, not good. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, the discovery... Right, back to (laughs) (laughs) testifying. Back! We're just, we're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna alternate. Sorry,
1: Jock I'll stop, I'll stop.
0: No, you're good. Uh, the discovery led to the area of the park being closed for the rest of the day. Uh, but the shoe, uh, was discovered in the hot spring known as the Abyss Pool. Mm Jeez. Yeah, which not too surprisingly is a very dark hot spring. It's about 53 feet deep and about 140 degrees constantly as far as its temperature. So, first of all, Mike, they don't have any leads. They don't know anything about this. They just got the foot, and they're like, yikes. Yikes. E. And I'm I'm going to go ahead and say, Mike, uh, finding a foot without a person attached usually indicates something bad happened.
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, I don't think in these situations a person comes bounding out of the woods like, did you guys find my foot? I I left it in the pool. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. Oh, God. Like, I don't know you're going to find the owner of that foot alive. I don't think.
1: Mm, Yeah. Don't think. I doubt it.
0: Second, who is naming this hot spring, Mike? The Abyss Pool? Jeez. Like, come on. That's pretty ominous. Like, let's go with, <laughs> like, they could have gone Pirates of the Caribbean. They could have called that the Black Pearl.
1: And you'd be like, ooh, mm.
0: nice, Black yeah. Pearl. Maybe Shimmering Onyx.
1: Ooh, yeah. I don't know. It sounds like you would want to jump in, though. Yeah. <laughs> Those are places that you That's would want to true. Jump into <laughs>
0: Abyss pool you definitely do not want to jump in. <laughs> I I would be I would be confident if I jumped in there, a ghost would just come up and pull me down into the oh, nether yeah. regions forever and I would be mm-hmm. lost. And it would be an unsolved mysteries and that guy would come out of the smoke and be like, Ben Gordon jumped in this pool in 2020, 2022 <laughs> never to be seen again. Just like be sad. So I yeah, don't, would be. Don't want to do that, listeners. If you're under the age of thirty, I don't know if you know what Unsolved Mysteries is. It was a show that's a fact where they tried to solve unsolved mysteries.
1: Yeah. So that was quite scary to me. It was. It was a a very scary. The, <laughs> was terrifying.
0: The the theme song. Very frightening. Just
1: the theme yeah, song. Was. I was like, oh, yeah, Jesus
0: Christ, I don't need to watch this anymore. Nope. And then there were there were just weird episodes. I don't know if you remember that, Mike, but there were weird ep. There'd be, like, episodes. I remember one vividly where they had one where a guy just his whole life, according to the show, a, a rain cloud followed him around everywhere, and it just rained on him. <laughs> I literally am not making that up, and I remember it, and I was just like, what?
1: How does—huh?
0: Is that— That's not how weather works. Yeah, it was just—I mean, but, like, they they do that on that show every now and then. There'd be the scary ones where it'd be, like, a true, like, you know, this person got, like, abducted and murdered, and then you're just like, ah— Oh, God. And then there'd just be this, like, curveball where, like... Filler material. Yeah, like, where <laughs> s- turns out SpongeBob SquarePants was real, and it's just, like, walking down, and you're like, that's not... That seems weird. I don't know if that's <laughs> right, but... Oh, what a weird show. That's a fact. Listeners, yeah, go check it out. If you, I'm pretty sure you can stream them all somewhere. Go find it. Go find For it, sure. listeners. Mike, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guests. This is Cleopatric their fantastic song, their breakout song. Everybody knows this one. Hometown, right here on the Doc G Show.
3: A shortcut to quick box, working all the time. Renting out your mind and saving every time. Cousins and all of those combined. across the Sager line and go from pocket change. My phone. Ask me where I wasn't when I said I was gone.
0: the doc A G A show spinnaker radio WSKRLP 95.5 fm in jacksonville of florida
1: mike what do the listeners need to do they need to follow mm-hmm. they need to subscribe yes. they need to do what they can to listen to the show on every platform possible raise, apple Podcasts, soundcloud raise us up uh yes List, lift all these lift things. us up listeners Lift,
0: lift them, lift lift us up. Wait, what? (laughs) Make us your shining example of podcast. Mike, Mm -hmm. I was thinking about, you know, how I appreciate our listeners. That's a fact. Um, But at the same time, I'd like more listeners. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Sort of what you were just saying. We should get more of those listeners. And I've thought of a way that we can get some more regular listeners to the show. Mm. Hear me out.
1: What do you got? Okay. Uh,
0: You know how on most online accounts, they have those security questions? In case you forget your info? Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought, what if I make all of my security questions revolving around the show? That's right. All of them very detailed questions about the show. I mean, I'll make the questions really cryptic. Like you're searching for okay. the Holy Grail but based off of Doc G show information. Hmm. That way, all online hackers that are looking to steal my identity will have to listen to the show (laughs) to steal my identity. (laughs) Okay, They'll have to dig through every episode to steal my identity. And in the meantime, they'll get hooked. You know?
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be
0: like, man, I was planning on stealing this guy's identity, but
1: you know What? This show's all right. So true. You
0: know, I This
1: guy's kind of cool. I'm
0: probably still going to steal his identity, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to still listen to his show too. Both they nice.
1: switch it up. They switch. They steal my identity instead. They're like, I'm going to take this yeah. other guy's identity. We'll get both of them. <laughs> Let's luck. see if
0: we can get both of them. But you have to put those questions up too, Mike. If you're not playing the game, they're mm. not going to be able to steal your identity.
1: So yeah, no, it's going to be super easy. Where were you born?
0: <laughs> Before you know it, though, the entire dark web of hackers and thieves will be promoting and listening to the Doc G Show.
1: Sweet. Mm-hmm. What do you think,
0: Mike? Think it's a good?
1: I think it's a great idea. Good. Good. I'm doing
0: it. I'm doing it. In the meantime, we are going to thank the listeners that are listening that may or may not be life hackers. May not be. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota. Huh? Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Times River, New Jersey, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, and Los Angeles, California. There we go. Oh, nice. I moved my cursor and lost my place. That was that long pause there, Mike. (laughs) I was like, where? What? Nah, regulars. Okay. Semi regulars, Mike. Here we go. Shout out. Naples, Florida. Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. Louisiana. Miami, Florida. Atlanta, Georgia. Lancaster, Ohio. Amarillo, Texas. Macon, Georgia. Denver, Colorado. Boston Spa, New York. Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Scott Depot, West Virginia. Calgary, Canada. Monroe, Texas. Mount Juliet, Tennessee, uh, Richmond, Virginia, the Bronx, New York, Bangkok, mm. Thailand, Irvine, hey. United Kingdom, and Spartanburg, South Carolina. Mm. There we go. Spartanburg. Spartanburg, man. You ever been to Spartanburg?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's like my family lives there. Really? <laughs> or they live like right in the area. Like, Say
0: what? Nice, nice. Yeah. I like it.
1: A little familiar. I, Maybe may, yeah. maybe it's
0: your relatives, maybe they have the Maybe they got on your Might show. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, regardless, they're not they're not fans of me. <laughs> well, no, nah, they're all right. We're cool. <laughs> they don't hate me. Be... so that's good. <laughs> I don't think so. At least I don't think they they're... may be listening in. I don't know. I don't know. We'll no. see.
0: Uh, my my family listens in occasionally. That happens once once or twice yeah. a year. Um, <laughs> Mike, let's go on to the miscellaneous file. I got a couple miscellaneous here. Love it. Uh, last weekend, a friend of mine uh, was talking about another friend of mine, and they were talking about how much the friend makes, how much money they make, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Ah, oh, man." I, I was like, "How much? How much is Ken making now?" And my friend was like, "Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be like six figures now." Word. Which, you know, Mike, indicates it's it's a hundred thousand dollars or more. You know. mm
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: And I thought about that. I mean, let's set aside for a second, first of all, that it's extremely vague. Right? I mean, that could be anywhere from 100,000 to 999,000 that we're working with there. For sure. But I'm curious because when you think about it, think about that phrase, six figures. That's almost the only one you ever hear that's denoted like that. That's a fact. Like, you know, you like you never hear somebody who has like five hundred million dollars. You never hear that as a nine figure dude. You never yeah. hear Elon <laughs> Musk's fortune as 12 figures. Nobody's like, oh, yeah, he's got 12 figures. No, it's he's got two hundred billion dollars and people go. Yeah, it
1: doesn't doesn't work. The same no.
0: Way. And like, why did we even go with figures? Hmm. Like we were too lazy to even say numbers like. Figures, it's just like symbols and letters that were uh, uh, six figures, that's a moon and an arrow and a uh, happy face, figures. Yeah, what
1: does the figures mean? Yeah.
0: Six figures, like, hmm. I've decided, Mike, when people ask me about the show, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, show's doing amazing. We're bringing in seven figures, N-O-T-H-I-N-G, seven figures, there you go, <laughs> there it is. Just ridiculous, Mike. Figures. I don't know. I just... Figures. It's goofy. Goofy. My, Six figures
1: or no figures. That's it. Oh, I mean, like,
0: you definitely don't hear anything lower either. You don't hear, like, three figures, <laughs> two figures, four figures. Like, it's like, like you know.
1: Any, anyways,
0: that's goofy, Mike. I was just thinking about it. But, Mike, this weekend, I couldn't help but notice another thing. I was looking on social media, and I noticed there was an extreme amount of women uh, being concerned... That they were gonna be kidnapped from a gas station.
1: Word. Hmm.
0: Like, not not exaggeration, Mike. I was I saw two videos on Instagram, four on Snapchat, of women getting gas with their cameras propped up and being like, just in case somebody tries to kidnap me. Huh? And I was like, eh. eh. Like, I get it. That's a scary scenario. I definitely would not yeah, want to be sure. kidnapped. You know?
1: No, thank yeah. you. Path. that's organ organ uh, organ selling yeah right there. they're that's not an organ selling let's be place. honest they're not using <laughs> us for anything else no way they're not using these guys
0: for sex slaves they're like yeah no just <laughs> grind them up there is nothing else for yeah, those no, no, fellas no, no. they
1: just have great organs
0: but uh I, I i thought about it though and i was like but the statistics there they don't really work out right nope Like, when Mm -hmm. you look at the details, you start to realize, like, the likelihood of anyone getting kidnapped in America is statistically low. Does it happen? Yes. But is it statistically low? Yes. Hmm. Much higher chance that these ladies get cancer. No offense to these ladies, but that's a much higher risk. Like if they yeah, had yeah, a yeah, cancer like
1: one and two. If they
0: yeah. had a cancer cam that would uh, hey just in case i get cancer while i'm getting gas this does have <laughs> carcinogens i wanted to make sure that's a fact we have it documented there i can sue i guess if something happens i like i just i felt like i was like guys maybe doc
1: g what if our, in the future, our video, like our infrared, we can see inside our body and we can literally film ourselves like inhaling the, the, combu- the, 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 fumes and we could see it going into that, our body. That would be <laughs> very
0: worrisome for me, Mike. I don't know if I could handle
1: that. That would too be too much information for ooh, Instagram. Yeah, life. That would be too much.
0: That would, I would be dwelling on that for hours. Hours. <laughs> oh man, Mike. I oh, had one. Sorry. I had one more miscellaneous. But you know what? I'll save that miscellaneous until until next week, guys. You can you can count on that one. Bank that one. I'm gonna say yes. that. I'm gonna go on though. Let's uh, let's move on to quick hitters here. Uh, so just a couple quick hitters, Mike. This is a uh, this is a headline from South Florida. This is the headline quote: Man dies from eating. One in a billion bad oyster. Ah. Hmm. Yeah. No offense to all the, the oyster lovers out there, but aren't they all bad oysters? Yeah, right? they are.
1: They're gross. It's not on a rock. Slimy texture. Come on. No.
0: It's not on a rock. Like, I've never, <laughs> never had one and been like, whoa, <laughs> that was great. No. No. Not worth the chance. Not even worth the statistical one billion chance that you're gonna mm. eat that bad nope. one, you know. Now, if you're talking fried oyster, yeah, you put some batter on there. Now you've covered up that snot with some great breading and some great fat, and I'm there yeah. for that. But raw, you're you're eating sea sea water. Like that's seawater <laughs> snot. That's it. Like yeah. And I mean, it, it can be a tad refreshing. I don't want the I don't want the oyster lovers to get too offended. I can get it, like it can get like a tad refreshing. But like, do you ever sit around and just go, "Oh man, a raw oyster right now?" Mm, like, no, no, Mike. No. The answer is no. Uh, Mike, Oakland police are searching for a couple that reportedly engaged in sexual activity. While at an Oakland A's game this past weekend. Word. Hmm. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting news, Mike, because that means people still go to Major League Baseball games. <laughs> yes. Yes. Great for baseball. I mean That is true. Honestly, if you sit through a baseball game, you deserve it. You deserve whatever sexual activity yeah. was going on there because let's be honest. Have you been to one recently, Mike? They are not. It is not Not fun. There's a reason why they have such crazy and extravagant snacks at baseball Mm -hmm. games. Because that's all you're thinking about. You're like, oh. They still have those nachos? Sweet. Yeah. Oh, they did something on the field? Oh, they're back to not doing anything on the field. Okay. All right. Back to nachos. Let's go find those. Like it's just <laughs> it's not not for me, Mike. Yeah. It's, it's... I wouldn't mind playing a game, but uh, watching, no. No. Uh Mike, Megan Markle. Megan Markle uh <laughs> opened up on her new podcast Archetypes, where she told Serena Williams about an incident in two thousand nine where her son, Archer's Nursery, caught on fire while they were vacationing in South Africa. Oh. Yeah. Mike, I don't Mm. mean to compare Royals, but LL, LL Cool J, worked at a nursery all summer, and it didn't catch on fire once. (laughs) I'm just saying, Team Lady Louise, that's all I'm saying. LL. Anyways. Yeah. Mike... Uh, Pavarazzi, we're following Gary Busey this uh, this week. I don't know if you saw this, uh, but he has been accused of uh, sexual assault, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pavarazzi went up to him, and they talked to him about the reported sexual assault that he was accused of this past weekend at the Monster Mania convention. And at one point, mm. one cameraman asked him if it was possible... He could have acted inappropriately, but was unaware. Hmm. Mike, no offense to Gary, but doesn't that explain his whole life? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that sentence is Gary Busey acting inappropriately, but unaware. That's just. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Last one, Mike. Just this past weekend, Jay-Z and Beyonce were spotted in Croatia on a mega yacht.
2: Say what?
0: This proves billionaires, Mike, like yachts.
1: Mm-hmm. They do. That's about all I got they on love that one.
0: That's, that's it.
1: How far did they go in the yacht? Because it better have been more than 50 miles. Because if less than 50 miles, they're wasting gas, ruining our Earth. I guarantee you, it was less than fifty miles. Mike. Right? <laughs>
0: yeah. I just threw that number I, out there. I hate to say, <laughs> I hate to tell you, Mike. I don't think Jay Z and Beyonce give a yeah. uh, when you're <laughs> yeah. when you're worth two billion. Who cares? Who, yeah, right. that's what they think. I'm not. I'm not, I can't speak for them, listeners. I can't speak. I I don't know, Mike. We are gonna take a break and we're gonna take to talk to two upstanding gentlemen of canada we are going to talk to luke and ian better known as Cleopatra, right here on the doc g show
2: This is ninety-five point five Spinnaker Radio, WSKR-LPFM, UNF Jacksonville.
3: Hey, what's up? This Rock Montana, this Mucho Yellow, and this Rockin' Yellow, and you're listening to the Doc G Show from eight hundred three to nine hundred four, the best show on the radio. You dig?
0: show everybody today we are super excited to have an amazing rock group Cleopatra, who released their album bummer last year and are currently rocking across europe it is none other than mr luke grunts and ian frazier fellas how's it going
4: good, oh, good to be
0: nice here. nice <laughs> folks uh in europe really dig you guys they're uh your number one spot on spotify is great britain london um, and your number five is uh, Amsterdam, so uh, you know you're you're in a very popular spot for Cleopatra music right now. When you guys first went to Europe, were you sort of surprised? Because I feel like it would it would catch me by surprise, even though you can see the numbers obviously before you go. Did it surprise you? Like when people were showing up to the shows, like wow, they showed because whenever I hear you guys talk about your music, it's always, you know, the the community, the camaraderie, the the moshing at the shows, the connecting with the crowd. And you didn't do any of that with the Europe uh, folks before you actually got to those shows. Were you surprised when you showed up and said, wow, look at all these people that are already jamming on our music.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, totally. Uh, like you said, it's very, uh, the the culture of the show and the and the uh and the back and forth between us and, and and the the people i guess is very uh important for this band it is very like uh, in the uh, in the uh, blood of this of this band and uh yeah it was kind of like we had been playing some pretty fun and awesome shows at home but uh it was kind of like on a on another level when we first uh came here our first show ever was uh cologne germany and like it was just uh, uh, a whole, like I don't know, it was a whole new experience. It was uh, beyond anything we could have ever uh, imagined truly at the time.
5: And it's still surprising. Like like last night we played our first show ever in Switzerland and like 20 minutes before we played, I was like, there was a pretty good crowd there for the band before us, but I was sure they were gonna leave for us. Like I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, they're, they're going home, there's no way. Um, but they stuck around and it was awesome. It's, it's like, uh, it's a, it's a pleasant surprise every
0: time. Switzerland was not neutral for Cleopatra. I love it. No, I love it. no. They
5: well, are for Cleopatra.
0: Oh man, taking a stance. I like it. Yeah. Uh, well, now, uh, I've heard you say in older uh, interviews that, that London was sort of the, the favorite place to play in Europe. Is it still, do you still get the vibes when you go to London the most? It's a, yeah i mean
4: i don't know if it's it's hard to pick a favorite these days we've been pretty fortunate to play so many amazing shows but it is kind of just a consistent thing it seems like every time we go back it it feels like a, a, either a culmination of moments or it's just like very it feels like a very specific uh moment in time so it's it's still very much up there that we we've also just made so many cool friends and it's like, a, it feels like a little reunion every time we're there. So it's it's definitely up there.
0: Very nice, very nice. Well now, like you mentioned this tour, you guys have Germany, you have Switzerland, Belgium, the UK, it ends in the UK. Um, when you go on tours like this, obviously you guys, young fellas getting to see the world. I wonder, do, do you have any time to actually see things? Like when you were in Switzerland, did you get to like, were you hiking the Matterhorn like before you, you went out, or is it just like a constant grind? No, no getting to see anything.
5: <laughs> Unfortunately, it's it's still a grind, but uh, I mean it, it's fine, It's it's work we're down to do, um, but uh, I think every band kind has to cut their teeth, and eventually you make it to the point where you can you can go see the Alps and stuff. We just finished this this tour supporting Royal Blood in the U.S. And it was funny, like, they they had a tour bus and stuff. They'd drive through the night um, to get to the next city, and we'd just chase them the next day trying to catch up. And uh, we'd pull up to the venue around 3 p.m., 4 p.m. For our, for our sound check. And Ben and Mike would, would come out of their trailer, and they'd be like, what's up, guys? Like, uh, what'd you guys get up to today? We went skydiving <laughs> or something. We'd be like, wow, we just drove. We drove. drove all day, guys. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, Almost. that sounds fun. I'd like to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, eventually, yeah, you'll get there. You'll get. I, but I mean, totally. I, I feel, I feel like it. I feel like it's easy to get trapped in that, in that grinding, and in that mentality that we do have to grind, and, and always comparing yourself to those other bands that you sort of forget where you're at is how awesome it is. You know, I mean, do you ever stop, like, on these tours that you're on now, and you, and you look at each other and go? We're, we're 24 and we're jamming in front of thousands of folks in Europe and we're getting to go around Europe and they want to see our music. I mean, mm-hmm. does that, do you, do you ever stop and still think about that and just go, that's crazy?
5: For sure. All, I mean, all the time. In fact, like, I think we're, we're pretty good at being two grateful guys. This, is, this has always been our dream. And, you know, there's, for some reason, it seems like there's never short, a shortage of like, you know the next moment that makes us look look around and, and see that thing, um, yeah. It, it, there's always like it, it, it feels like we're on a nice staircase now. Where right? every few days there's a moment we're like, oh my god, this is great,
0: awesome, awesome. Well, now when you're not uh, dominating Europe with rock, you guys are from Coburg, Canada. It's the inspiration for the song "Hometown." Uh, I'm guessing it's the inspiration for the name "Nowhere Special Records." But it seems like a, a love-hate relationship with it. Sort of like it reminds me of like a close relative. Like you guys can make fun of that relative. But if somebody else makes fun huh. of that relative, you have to, you know, fight that person. Would, yeah. would that like, would that sum up your relationship with Coburg? Would you say it's sort of that type of relationship?
5: Maybe, uh, I mean, like, yeah, i def- I defend that town to, to the grave, but... Uh... I don't know, I think at the time when we wrote Hometown, we were feeling a little bit disillusioned. Like we didn't like being the small town guys, but I mean, even just like four months after that song, that, that feeling went away. now that place is a, it holds a very special place in our heart. Um, so it's it's just a love, love relationship now. We yeah, love going back there. It's
4: even like with the, the relatives that annoy you you, you, you grow up and eventually probably get over those things. Well, some- most not least yeah
0: you look you look past most of their faults i get it i get it yeah, well i uh i saw on a, an older interview uh, uh somebody asked you what like your favorite things to do were in your hometown and you guys sort of looked at each other because they said they they took out music they were like without music know. Yeah. and uh your your suggestion of like what you did you were like well you. Before the pandemic, we used to get wings, which is a favorite yeah. hobby of mine. I love getting wings. But you went to the Cat and the Fiddle in Coburg, and I noticed it's closed now. It so, is. So, are you? Have you guys found a new wing spot,
5: or, or are you wingless right now? I mean, there's there's some spots. We've also we've pretty much been on tour for like nine months straight, so we, we haven't really had the time to go out and. You know get a get a beer and a and a pound of a medium but yeah uh,
0: there's
5: there's some places we could we could hit up when, when we're back home um it's it is a shame about the cat in the fiddle though
0: yeah it seemed like a nice spot it had a really nice porch all the pictures that i saw i was like that's yes. a sweet porch yes. i like hanging i'd like hanging on that porch right there Well, like you mentioned you guys are on a stair step you've been improving you've been getting more and more streams you've been getting you know all these great opportunities to play and you just mentioned that you have a love love relationship now with Coburg. but it obviously i mean it's easier in today's society to stay in a place like that and still get everything you need for your career but has it ever came across to you two guys that you've talked to each other and gone maybe we should go to like toronto maybe we should you know move to la or wherever
4: yeah, i mean yeah, probably not as much anymore. I feel like before this band even started, that felt like a thing we had to do. But to, kind of like you said, it's like, it's not even really a requirement. Like we've been, at, like as far as touring and putting out music, like we've we've been able to do it thus far, just from, you know, commuting. But uh, mm-hmm. I think there's more of like a personal side to it of, of benefiting from exploring and living in other places that may benefit the career in in ways that aren't just you know uh like like they used to be because like you know it used to have to be in a city to be connected with all these people but we can pretty uh we're pretty connected as is so i think i think sure. the idea of of finding a home somewhere else is is could still be benefit beneficial though but uh, not in the traditional sense you know
0: gotcha well, uh, you know, going back, you mentioned you were in a little bit of a different place on Hometown when you wrote that, as far as how you were feeling uh, about, the, uh, about the town. And I, and I think, you know, actually, that's one of the reasons why so many people relate to that song, is that's the way a lot of people feel about their town, you know? And I mean, especially here in the South, in, in the U.S., We got so many of those towns like Coburg that it's just like, oh, I'm in this place. I'm going to be back at this place. Oh, no. You know, when you guys finished writing that song, did you see that and say, like, people will be able to relate to this? This is going to be popular. Or was it just how you were feeling? You go, all right, let's put this out.
5: Yeah, no, not at all. I think we just knew we liked it. I really didn't foresee anyone, like, relating to it from, like, a lyrical standpoint. Um, I thought that people would dig the riffs, possibly. Oh, yeah. If, if we could get people to hear it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I could not have anticipated anyone, tr- like, really relating to, like, the, the foundation of the, of the song.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, now, one of the reasons that song got off the ground was, Luke, you you emailed uh, Ali Hagendorf Uh, And for the the listeners who don't know, she's the queen of rock playlist on Spotify. She's a bit of a a king and queen maker or gatekeeper as far as most of your playlist out there. And you sent her an email acting like somebody that was a fan of Cleopatra saying, you need to listen to this band. You need to put this on, on the playlist. And she did it. Like, it only took, like, you know, a day. It was less than a day. And she mm-hmm. she uh, got back. Did you ever tell her that it was you? Like, did you ever, like, hey, by the way, me, not bad. I,
5: I think I did. Although, in this moment, I'm, I'm not sure. Is that a <laughs> dick move? I don't know. I don't know if I ever told her. I'm sure she <laughs> knows, though. Yeah.
3: Well, I was... Sure she, I was th- you know what?
5: I'm sure she knew in the moment. Okay. All right. I don't think that it was. I don't think that it was like the most believable lie of all time. Um, I, I bet that she just wanted to take take a chance on some kids.
0: <laughs> you you didn't really cover it up. You made a really bad name. You're like this it, is. It, it came
5: from my own Jeff. email.
0: Oh okay. Oh <laughs> yeah. My, okay.
5: my first and last name.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then she could have she could have looked it up then if she wanted. Wait a second. This fan yeah. is. The same like name as the singer of the band. That's weird. Wow, that huh? A huge fan. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> really invested. I wondered. I mean, that was the thing I was thinking. I was like, if she knew, would it change her opinion? And I feel like Allie's a nice person. Like, I don't. I don't think it'd change. I don't think. I think. I no, think she'd I, still, still listen. Yeah.
5: Allie just likes good music.
0: Well, now when it started, like. Cause I, I'd imagine once you put it on the playlist, did you just start getting like notifications all over the place that all of a sudden your stream numbers were just increasing, you know, by the thousand? When that happened, when you saw those numbers start going up, was it one of those moments that you looked at each other and you were like, This is it? This is where we take over the world with rock. I mean, could you let yourself self stay level headed or did
4: you just let the excitement get to you <sighs> that's hard to it's hard to i gotta channel back i don't i don't know if we i don't know if it was like uh fully a, this is it but it definitely felt like whoa there's there's a gate open. like there's yeah. an opportunity here there's uh yeah there's something that we need to try to grab onto right now um which was super 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 exciting and also kind of Terrifying at the same time, but uh,
5: mostly, mostly exciting. Yeah. I remember uh, Sanjay was calling, all, he was calling what the Spotify number would be. He kept seeing, like I think we hit like 500,000 streams, and Sanjay was like, it's going to a million. And we were like, Sanjay's our friend uh, uh, from, you know, in Canada. Um, shout out but, to uh, Sanjay. Yes, shout out to Sanjay. Shout um, out. He was like, no, it's going to a million. And then we were like, no way. Sure enough it hit a million and then he was like five million and you're like sanjay you don't know what you're talking about man and yeah, you know you know the story it's cool.
0: Very cool yeah well and now now obviously i mean just on spotify it's at uh you know 60 some million 63 64 million um and it, it, it's your most popular song and i always i put myself in the position of of artists like yourself and i think what would i feel if i was in that position and i i feel like i would get sort of anxious because that song was so popular and i'm like how how do i how do i replicate that how do i make that again and i know you guys are always looking for what moves you and what makes that sort of thing that you felt like was missing in rock but do you feel being pulled by hometown sometimes, like, ah, yeah. What 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 made that popular? What what can we do that, you know, or do you just try to stay away from it completely?
5: Yeah, I think like uh maybe if we wrote Hometown to be a hit, we would be trying to re- replicate it. But like we wrote Hometown the same way we write all our songs, which is is just like making something we like essentially for us. Um so there's, there's not really any pressure with that like it doesn't feel like this runaway thing that we need to chase after um it's just a song that that uh, we know means something to a lot of people so we still really enjoy playing it i love i love seeing the way people's faces light up when that when that song comes out in the set list um but truthfully like in our live set there's there's 10 other songs that seem to do that same thing for for all our fans that come to our shows so um we don't we don't really feel it so much and and we're not really the guys that are refreshing spotify stats that often like um I, I'm, I'm kind of oblivious to to most of that nowadays um so yeah like that's you know, good we, we just base it off like the energy in the room when we play and that energy is, is very level um so yeah that's it's, definitely it's, a good it's thing it dr- it's good yeah,
0: yeah. It would drive me crazy, I'll be honest. I know, I, I, would, I would sit there and I would look at just numbers all day, and I'd be like, what's this? This is my favorite song, why isn't that doing anything? What are, what's, what's going on with everybody? Like, I'm too much, I'm too just, just, no, yeah, it'd be too much for me. Um, cool. Now, like, obviously, for most Canadian bands, one of the things, you start expanding, you head down to your crazy relatives down south here in the U.S. You get to do a U.S. tour. And you guys came down, and I heard on your first U.S. tour, when you crossed the border, you got a, a, a exciting show of what I guess you would say is uh, human trafficking, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Give a quick, quick synopsis of what happened to the listeners. What, what happened when, well, you, when you hit the border?
4: Well... It was a very dark like it was late 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 at night and uh it was our first time ever crossing the border as as adults the two of us like without a, a, a parental figure you know yeah we were maybe 18 or 19 at the time and uh we were excited because there was a, a car in front of us that we could follow and just kind of watch what they were doing um so we followed this car because you know you, there's usually a bit of a, a drive up once you get to the border you, you, whether it's a i think I, I can't remember if we drove over a bridge first, but we, we had a bit, we were following this guy for a while. Yeah. But anyways, to, to make a, a long story short, uh, the officer, the board officer eventually uh, signaled for the car in front of us to open their trunk. And as their trunk opened, there was a, 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 a person <laughs> in the back. And then before we knew it, there were like, I swear 50 other border officers just like in the area. They grabbed the person driving they, they grabbed the person in the back and then they were all gone they took the car and then we were just like <laughs> it was just us and then we pulled up and it was like nothing had happened he was like hey guys what's the nature of your visit and we were like uh it's a uh, <laughs> band <laughs> music stuff uh, yeah so that was yeah that, so that was pretty jarring That was a pretty welcome to the real world moment i guess which uh, Seems seemed like I feel, they were taking care of the situation.
0: I, I feel I, like if I was you guys, I wouldn't be able to help myself. When he came up to our car, I'd be like, hey, we don't have anybody in the back of our car. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, 15 more officers would come in and sweep in our car and everybody would look at me and be like, thanks I'd be like, ow, my bad guys. I thought, <laughs> make a little joke there, whoops. He just,
4: Um, I think we thought he would at least acknowledge it, you know, but he just did not. Anyways.
0: I mean, you got to wonder how many times, like, I thought when I, when I heard you guys tell that story, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be drugs for sure. Just because, you know, that's the easy thing to put in your trunk, not a person. But then the way you started describing and the uh, the other time I heard you tell the story, describing how they lifted the the trunk and you guys could see in it before I was like, oh, this is going to be a person. And it was a person. I was like, oh, okay, mm. oh, that's weird. Okay, all right. That's it's definitely odd. weird. Yeah, that's an odd way to enter, uh, enter America. Now, obviously you guys on tour now, talking about touring in America. Uh, I heard one of the favorite places for you guys to stop in Canada and in America, Panera. Panera is a is a go-to <laughs> stop. Yeah, it's, um, up uh, it's up there, it's up
4: there.
0: Nice, nice. Now, when I was in grad school, I had a Panera that was like literally just right on the corner from where I live. And that was, it was dangerous. It was not good for my health. I was I was addicted to their breakfast options, the, the cinnamon crunch bagel, the the spinach and bacon uh, souffle. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, it was bad news. But I gotta ask, what's what's your go-to Panera? Do you guys switch it up every single time?
5: Already go the same thing. We switch it up, but I mean, one thing that's remained constant, which we we it shouldn't, is like that electric juice they have with all the caffeine in it. I forget what it's called. Charged up. Yeah, the charged, charged up, up. Man, nice that stuff that is dangerous. Yes. But we can't we can't stop. Yeah. Every go time ahead. we're there, it's just churning in those vats over over by the iced tea, and it's like I'm not gonna have a little bit. And but then to me, a little bit turns into too much, and then you're in the back of the van, like freaking. He's
4: just talking about me, actually. By the way, this is just this is my <laughs> this is my problem. <laughs> this is my <laughs> my problem.
0: Well, hey, to, to me, it's a lot better than coffee. I mean, no offense to all the coffee drinkers out there, but you got the negatives of coffee. You know, you got the the bad breath. Uh, For me, whenever I have a bunch of coffee, you pee 30 minutes later and it smells like uh, a giant coffee vat in the urinal. And you're like, oh, man, I'm emitting coffee from everywhere in my body now. And it's just but with that, you got a delicious drink that's just sweet and awesome. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah, I can see where it'd be a problem for sure. For sure. Well, (laughs) Now, earlier uh, this year, actually, I think it was, you guys did get to come through Florida. Um, was that your first time playing Florida this year?
5: I think so, yeah.
0: Do you remember anything of Florida when you came through, or was that so long of a of a grind that it was just another, another stop with the tour bus or tour van?
5: You know what, but actually, even the more I think about it, I don't think we played in Florida. I think we were no. going to and then we had to cancel those dates. And I was mm. just thinking that maybe we did with Royal Blood, but I don't think we did. Right? Mm. Yeah.
4: I think... uh, yeah, we played a lot of shows. Yeah. Like that.
5: <laughs> it's kind of no. blurry. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Florida a lot in my personal life. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't okay. I don't think I don't think we've played Florida since um we played uh, we played a festival there called Rockville. Yeah, welcome to Rock Rockville. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah up in 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 daytona yeah did, mm-hmm. did you so did you cancel was that was that the shows with uh with dead poet society did those get yes. canceled oh, yeah. okay mm-hmm. so okay yeah yeah that was the one that was in tampa that would make sense
5: yeah
0: and, yeah have you have you guys got to play with dead poet society not yet so that that those all got canceled huh
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Man, those are some good guys. We had them on the show. They're fantastic. I think uh, I don't want to speak for them, but I think you'll enjoy playing with them whenever you do get to play with them. They're a good time. A little little follow up story about them. We had them on the show and I I love this story just because uh, it highlights how some people can be sort of (laughs) um, (laughs) they were called the uh, the worst band to ever come out of Berklee School of Music. You know the Berkeley School of Music in Boston. They were all. They all went to that school, and they got the title "worst band" to ever come out of Berkeley. Uh, and um, they're definitely not bad. They're a fantastic group, but uh, for whatever reason, the folks at Berkeley were not vibing with their music. And that was uh, when their uh, singer was planning on joining the band. Everybody was telling him, "You're planning on joining the worst band." In berkeley to ever come out of berkeley and he's like oh, yeah I think i'm gonna do it i think i'm gonna try that, it
4: out who makes that call is that is that like a a student thing or
0: I, it was a yeah no no that would be really horrible if it was wasn't special. like the faculty <laughs> yeah it was yeah. all the like, professors that got together were like these guys really suck let's go ahead and title them the worst thing ever. <laughs> That would. I would go ahead and tell no one to go to Berkeley if that were the case. Now, I think I think that was just mean, <laughs> mean uh, uh, other students that were doing that. Um, Bullies
4: are everywhere, aren't they?
0: They are. They are. But trust me, they're a fantastic band. You guys should play with them as soon as you can. Now, you guys have been uh, like we. Like we talked about, you're touring currently, and you're touring off of the newest album, Bummer, there, the debut album, huge deal, Uh, big lead up to it. You had some, like I think everybody, a little bit of some logistic changes and whatnot because of the pandemic. But once you actually released it, that first album, what did it feel like? Was it it one of those things that when you released it, it was sort of a, a letdown? Or was it uh, just all excitement once you let uh, release the album?
4: It was definitely, it was definitely odd at in times. Um, it uh, making this album was, I, I, I think, one of the most fulfilling experiences. Uh, simultaneously, at, at, as being weird in moments, we we've actually been reflecting on this a lot recently, um, special thing that we, we had this album to, uh, kind of put ourselves into in this time when, uh, there wasn't a lot going on. Um, and, uh, I, I, it's, it's hard to say whether it, uh, it was impacted positively or negatively from that, you know, it's just kind of the way it happened, but, um, the, the, the process of making it was, was absolutely, was, was Truly, one of the best experiences I, I, I think. But um, it it was difficult in moments uh, putting it up for sure, because you know, like you said, it was our first album, and I think in our minds we had always imagined uh, being able to connect a lot more with people like immediately. And oh, so, you know, with the internet, we we can sort of do that. It. Uh, it took a little while for us to actually, you know, bring it to the real world. Um, So it was, it was definitely weird in that regard. Like, I don't know, it's, it's like looking back, it's not like I would ever change anything, but uh, definitely had its, its challenges because it was something we had always kind of uh, envisioned a pretty specific way. And, and though at, we're both very, very happy with how the, the music turned out, it it uh, it, uh, it it was it was weird in my moments. I mean, yeah. we eventually got to play shows again, and, and though touring has been, you know, we've had to cancel shows time and time again. It's we we have uh, we we got to bring it to the people, and and it's still doing its thing, and it it, it seems to have worked. And I think we're we're both very grateful that even now after, you know, not being able to do it exactly how we, we pictured it, it's it still clearly has, you know, it got to people. And uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it you know, touring now is like it, it just kind of feels regular. Like we put out the album and and uh, it's we're, we're doing the thing. But uh, it definitely it definitely had its its moments of feeling a little distant, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. well now now you you guys ended up working with uh, Jig Duvet, who's part of the the new rock, Mafia, he's in the band Zig mentality, Uh, you spent months uh, after you recorded the songs with Jig in a basement, uh, tweaking and tinkering, uh, just a bunch of different, you know, minute changes in looking at each song and taking it sort of through the lab, through the process, looking at different things and aspects of it. And, and I wonder this, uh, again, sort of thinking about it myself, because I feel like I, I would think that sometimes, obviously the album came out and sounds amazing. And like you said, you guys are definitely happy with it. But did you start to worry after a certain time, like, are we tinkering too much with this song? Are we changing too much of this song? Should we just pull back a little bit and just put it out? Did you worry that you were over processing with with uh, uh, Jig to a bit uh, after a certain amount of time there in that basement with him? Or was it all just like, no, this is exactly what we want to do. And once we get there, we know that's where we're going to stop.
5: Yeah, I think we, we had a pretty solid like sonic compass we were following. And um, even though it it took a while, we we pretty much did it as fast as we could. Like there was a there was a timeline we were following. Um, we didn't spend I don't think we spent too much time on on any one song, um, which is yeah, it's cool. We I, I get what you're saying though. We definitely could have given like pretty much all the time in the world. Um, there was nothing happening outside, so we could have <laughs> spent you know probably two months in that basement but um yeah no I, I i think we i think we did exactly as much as we needed to for for first album to make the statement we wanted to make to to kind of treat those songs we want, the way we wanted them to be treated um yeah Fair i nice. think i think everything was came right
0: nice nice well you you made the album you love the album obviously it's been out for a year uh and i like to ask this question what song do you feel like folks are sleeping on which song do you guys really like that you just think isn't getting the 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 streams, the appreciation, the you know, or maybe even in concert you don't see that look like you said as much as you think it should? That you're like, come on, this is this is the jam, guys.
5: <laughs> I think uh, honestly, they, they they all they all, they've all been getting the respect. Um, I will say, and this one's on us, but. But the song Pepper's Ghost, we always play it towards the end of our set live and people are just pooped by then. And so, like, I always kind of want it to just like go off when we drop in. But you can see everyone's all sweaty and like they don't quite always have it in them to go to jump up and down somewhere when that one drops. But like I said, that, that's on us. I know if we played that song second, it would, it would blast off into the stratosphere.
0: Maybe, maybe if you get uh, Panera to sponsor your shows, you hand <laughs> yeah. <get> out some <laughs> drinks before you get everyone
5: before, charged yeah. up.
0: <laughs> exactly. Get them going, and then they'll they'll be ready. They'll be ready for Pepper's Ghost. No problems. Um, <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> now you guys have new music. New single just came out uh, yesterday. Tell us about the single. What's what's new? Do you feel like in this versus the album? What do you like about it? Uh, give us give us all the details.
5: Yeah, this one uh, song's called "Okay." Um, we're super proud of it. It's it's been something that we've been playing live for a little bit now, and throughout like this last like nine months of pretty much nonstop touring, um, there was like a little break where we were able to record a couple songs and this was one of them we mixed it on the road with our our bro john wayne and produced it ourselves that and is we're real really name stoked uh i don't know yeah <laughs> let's see yeah. as far as i know yeah. <laughs> all right <Yeah>. nice nice <laughs> uh, but uh yeah it, it turned out great we're, we're extremely proud of it it's it's i think it's some of our best sounding music ever and and our most like direct sounding music and um yeah, this one's just a, a big banger for the live set.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, you mentioned you, you wrote a, a couple of, uh, recorded a couple songs. Can you tell us how many or is that is that held secret that you recorded yeah. there?
5: That's under lock and key.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, that's understandable. Now, before we go to break, can you tell us whether you'll be releasing any new music in 2022 with Tom Holland? Is that in the cards this year or not?
5: Depends on if I can get a loan from my parents.
0: He's okay,
5: got a, it's a big paycheck he needs for the feature, big big features. He's, he's got to answer gotta, those emails too. He's yeah, those he answers. also has to get back to us. <laughs> he's
0: he's got to drop the charge for you guys. He's gonna he's gonna regret having such a high fee after you guys are you know above his pay grade, and he's gonna be asking you know paying money to be a, featured on your songs.
5: Listen, man, th- this is what I've been saying in several unanswered emails and DMs.
0: <laughs> several slightly borderline frightening emails. But Tom, <laughs> people understand. Trust us. Come on, Tom. Get on board, guys. Uh
5: man isn't forever.
0: Yes, exactly. Luke, <laughs> Ian, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to come on and talk with us here on the Doc G Show.
4: Appreciate you. Thanks, Thanks for man. having us
0: for sure listeners you can check out all things cleopatrick at cleopatrick.com or you can follow them on social media at Cleopatric Band. right now let's take a listen to the newest banger okay right here on the doc g show
3: should
0: here on the doc g a show you just heard okay by cleopatra their new single mike they mentioned panera bread they mentioned the charged up lemonade at panera bread do you ever do you ever frequent panera you, oh definitely
1: yeah we got the uh, chipotle chicken sandwich fantastic have not had the lemonade though now are you more of
0: a, a morning Panera person or an afternoon Panera like late uh, dinner Panera person.
1: Yeah, I feel like every time I go it's always for like a lunch or dinner type situation, but I know they do have good baked. Oh, baked goods. they they got they got they got the morning
0: supplies, yeah, man. They, they got do. the breakfast. Yeah. yeah. I, I and I like I told him in the interview that was a thing. It was like my Panera was right beside me in grad school. So true. Like it was a, a half a mile less than a half a mile up the road. And uh uh me and my me and my roommate, we'd wake up in the morning on a Saturday, Sunday, and we'd be like, Are we hitting up Panera right now? Are we making some bad diet decisions?
1: Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. do
0: it. Oh man, their souffles. Oh god, those things are so yeah, good. Yeah,
1: yeah, they just do.
0: Eggy and bacony and cheesy mm-hmm. and just mmm. Mm. Yeah. And then their Asiago cheese bagels. Oh god. Get out of town. Yeah, and it's
1: always a nice restaurant too. It's always very well kept. It's clean inside. There's a lot, always good seating, plenty of booths. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, you
0: just want you just want to read non-offensive news articles in mm-hmm. there all day.
1: Yeah.
0: Things that aren't going to get you anxious, but mm-hmm. things that aren't going to get you too jacked. You just want to sit there and read. Yeah, like, for hmm. sure, for sure. Well, this is this is neutral. Nice. <laughs> nice. But uh they were all about the charged lemonade, Mike. Yeah. lemonade which that has I looked it up that has a lot of caffeine oh really like that has like 250 milligrams of caffeine for the the large drink which you know that's that's over some coffee depending on how uh you know strong you brew it it's it's stronger than most actually that's a fact um but like that you know I mean for reference for listeners your 12 ounce your 12 ounce coke is 35 milligrams so you know, it's all, its like nine times the
1: amount of caffeine that a
0: uh, a coke is.
1: What about so a regular cup of coffee? How much? Uh, how much caffeine did you say? That well, was it like, really, a little like less I said, it,
0: it it really varies depending on who's brewing it, how mm. long they brew it, what kind of beans it is, all of those things. Mm, okay, it'll it'll vary from about fifty milligrams to about five hundred milligrams. Oh wow! Oh
1: wow!
0: Yeah, huge huge variance. I mean, if you're using, like, espresso beans and you let that thing brew, like, cold brew for, like, three days, just sitting there, steeping, yeah, it'll have, like, 500 milligrams of caffeine in it. Wow, okay. I didn't
1: know that.
0: But if you brew it for, like, a minute and it's a hot brew and it's a weak bean, it'll have, like, 35, 50 milligrams in it. Hmm. So, really depends. Anyways, that's your coffee brewing knowledge, listeners. Um... Mike, Thank thanks to Cleopatra. I've been waiting for him to get on the show for a really long time. Excited to have him on the show. Fantastic. Those guys are just twenty four years young, man. Just twenty four years yeah. young, just dominating the world. Touring Europe. Like I ask him, like, how awesome is that? You just get to you like I, I would just stop every now and then and just be like, What? Say what? I'm playing tunes in different countries of Europe and there's thousands of people showing up? That's awesome. Yeah, it is. That's fantastic, you know? Hats off to them. That's great for those guys. Mike, we need to go, though, to the fastest growing segment in the world. Doc G Top 3. That is correct. And, Mike, let me tell you something. This week's topic has been the most difficult of any Doc G Top 3 topic I have ever had i would agree yeah it was it was difficult for me as well not an exaggeration i could have done a top 25 and it still would have been a struggle to fit everything in so true could have first off i got to do a couple of honorable mentions mike and these these are not in particular order here so first off teenage mutant ninja turtles it did not make the list but i love that theme song Mm. fantastic tv theme song Wait, did I mention? I did mention that as TV theme songs, didn't I? Did I mention that? That the topic was? Yeah. I can't remember now. Okay, good. I think so, yeah. It's about TV to say. TV show if, theme song, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. Okay. Honorable mentions Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Saved by the Bell, The Jeffersons, Friends, ah. Baywatch, Dallas, Miami Vice, Stranger Things, Community, Reading Rainbow, all of those, in no particular order, all fantastic, amazing theme songs, and all of them, I, I'd say maybe the two that I was closest to putting in my top three were the Jeffersons and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not because I actually listened to the Jeffersons, because it was obviously way before my time, but that theme song is just amazing. What was you the know? theme song on that one? I can't, I don't even We're moving oh. on up oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. the east side. Yeah, that's a like, good one. I mean... Beans don't fry in the kitchen. Oh, so good. Word. So good. Just amazing theme song, man. Just one of the best. But Mike, you're number three. What do we have?
1: Hmm. South Park. Theme <laughs> song. <laughs> Primus. I love it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is a good
0: theme song. And it is it, yeah. it is immediately recognizable. You hear it and you know. Yeah, it is. That that it is. I could I could put that on honorable mention. To be honest. I should put mm-hmm. that on honorable mention. That's there. I, I, Good things. I went all pretty classics, Mike. My number three, Golden Girls. Thank you for being a friend. Like, <laughs> you're telling what me. What was that
1: one? How did that go?
0: Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Okay, yeah, yeah, Your yeah. Your heart yeah. I remember that is one. true. You're a friend <laughs> and a confidant. Oh, oh mm. God. And if you threw a body, oh, God, so good, (laughs) so good, Mike, you watch an episode of Golden Girls, and that song will be in your head for the rest of the day, probably longer, Mm -hmm. just such a good song, that was a song, that was a hit on the radio in 78, before the actual show came out in 85, Mm. just a little, just a little note for you, yeah, yeah, but that's Mm. an amazing song, just classic one, man, it gets in your head, it is infectious, infectious
1: number two on your list mike hmm well doctor it was an honorable mention for you i'm gonna say friends ah just such a good theme song man like i i don't know i that i don't even think i really watched the show a lot but that theme song yeah i don't know yeah the
0: rembrandts man the rembrandts i remember as a young tyke being a young tyke listening to Casey Kasem on the radio, mm. and the Rembrandts being yeah. on the top forty of Casey Kasem, and then of course watching it on Friends too. Yeah, mm. I'll be there for you, man. I'll be there I'll
1: for you. I'll be there for.
0: Yeah, such a good song. It's a good jam. <laughs> it's a good jam. My number two, Mike. Law and Order. That's right. Law and Order, man. <laughs> that guitar riff. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. So good. So good, Mike. Law and Order. <laughs> I don't like Law and Order at all. Like, I never watched the show. Nope. But that theme song yeah. is amazing. So catchy. Sort of the same as Golden Girls. Like, I can't tell. I mean, I've watched some episodes of Golden Girls, but like. I'm not a fanatic, but theme song is good. I'll -hmm. stop if I am turning the channels and I see the theme song on. I'm like, well, I'm watching the next 30 seconds of this. That's happening, (laughs) you know. All right, your number one, Mike. What do you have?
1: Number one, and I instantly played this after you told me what the top three was going to be, and it's all that. All Uh, that. TLC. All that theme song uh, by TLC. Uh, uh. Uh, it is all that. Yeah, gotcha. that song. Such a good song. That got you in, huh? Yeah, that was that was an instant. I play that every every couple months. I play that theme song just because it's so good.
0: I I don't yeah. know. Maybe I guess the show wasn't big enough for it to for me to get. Yeah,
1: see, in. I don't even think I remember watching the show. I think I maybe have seen a couple episodes, but that theme song just got was, into you. Just got. Yeah. I,
0: I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. I yeah. went with one that is i mean just iconic just iconic i think everybody knows it even people that weren't anywhere close to being alive for it cheers
1: cheers where
0: everybody knows your name man sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name yeah
1: and they're always
0: glad you came so good, dun, man. Dun, dun. So yeah. good. It, it's just so nostalgic. You hear it, and you're like, I do want to go to that place. Yeah, I do want everybody like nice to know know my name, and I want to jam like just oh, oh, those three. And Mike, I, wanna go. I was thinking yeah, about it. Super mega ultra fans of the show probably would have guessed that these were going to be my top three choices. Because hmm. I, I thought about it. I have sang all three of those on the show before this episode. That's a fact. I sang all three of those, but that was way back. That was literally before 2018. So, oh, okay. So they would have to be super mega ultra fans to remember it. But all three of those have been sang on the Doc G uh, show before. Law and Order, Cheers, <laughs> and Golden Girls have been saying before. I opened the show singing Cheers back in, like, 2017, somewhere around there. <laughs> that happened. But man, I'll tell you. There, there are so many. Like, it's just so... The 80s and 90s. I hate to say, like, I put Stranger Things on there. It's pretty good. I don't really watch Stranger Things, but the I, I know the theme song... Like but I got to mm-hmm. say like all the streaming uh you know like streaming shows that are out now they're getting their kicked on theme songs. Like they are not yeah. putting it they're not they are mailing it in when it comes to theme songs. Like these old school these old school like 80s 90s shows they're just they're beating them to it.
1: Beating them all. you know what I, I wouldn't even be surprised if there was like one guy behind all of those amazing theme songs like there was one guy that had an ear for theme songs and he went and like the, uh, the the old voice the movie trailer voice guy well it's there's like one the, the, I guy I mean
0: there's definitely a couple of guys like spotting them out you know being like yeah this, yeah, is, yeah this is what we need this is this is it but like and like just the intros too like you go back I went back and watched the Miami Vice intro. With the theme song, and you're just like, yeah. Yeah, this is how you set it up. There's ladies in <laughs> 80s bikinis. There's, yeah. there's old motorcycles. <laughs> there's flamingos. There's 80s uh, 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 buildings. And you're just like, oh, yeah, nice. And like, I went back and watched the Dallas intro. Oh, man, same deal. You're like, why? You're like, Dallas. Oh, ranchers, the uh, hot ladies. Dallas, downtown Dallas. Yeah, like just... Looks good. It's just so good, man. So good. Doc G,
1: if you had a theme song for your every day, what would it be? What would it be? Or like every day you wake up and this is your theme song playing. It's like a compilation video of all this stuff. You mean mean like just
0: like sort of like a, a song song
1: that I would make
0: my theme song?
1: Well, it would be like the doc g day and then it would be like a compilation of what you do during most of your days <laughs> will, now is this, is this
0: is <laughs> this is this in reality of what i actually do or am i trying to hide yeah, like, myself up yeah, being a yeah absolutely
1: reality but also maybe a tv show and then like you're trying to get some people to watch it you know
0: it would definitely have to be something goofy then something not like i was going to say like because like if i wanted a theme song of just walking around it would be something like either like uh, Bill Withers' "Use Me," or uh, yeah,
1: that's a good one. Or yeah.
0: or uh, James Brown's "Super Bad," you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Real, real funked up. People would see it, be like, "Oh yeah," but like in reality, that's not the way I'm walking anywhere. <laughs> that does not play anytime you see me walking. It's more like I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, on every reality show on MTV like with like Ozzy Osbourne's reality show, anytime he was doing something dumb during the day, they'd play this like dinky cartoon music from like the 60s of just like boom, mm, ding, Yeah, I remember dun, that. Dink, dink, yeah, dink,
1: yeah, ding, dink,
0: <laughs> ding, like that, that would be more of my theme music when I was walking around. But I would like some kind of, of 70s driving funk or rock song for my fake okay. real life
1: uh, music okay. you know
0: that's what do you have one already queued up in your head I thought
1: I thought about it and uh, it actually used to be my old alarm clock but it was Hustlin by Rick Ross oh, hustlin 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 every day jam. I'm hustling. that's
0: a jam man <laughs> talk about going back to 2005 right there that is uh, yes that was man did Ricky Ross come onto the scene with that jam Yeah, he did. 305, man. That album was just so good. had Pushing It on it, too. Uh,
1: Mm. Push it to the limit. That's right. (laughs) Push it
0: to the limit. Oh, so good.
1: Maybe that song is my theme song, yeah. Such
0: a good one. Dude, that's, that's when you're cranking iron on the fitness. That's that's yeah. the, that's the fitness song right there. Just veins popping, just ah, push it to the limit, <laughs> and just sort of like a rocky, like Rocky Four, All of a sudden, somebody just comes in and shoots you up for full of steroids, ah, <laughs> and then there's what? a bunch of Russian scientists looking at you, taking notes. Hmm. Huh. Uh, Mike's really getting it there. Oh man. Oh, come on. Anyways, Mike, I've wasted way too much time. We need to go on to two. <laughs> birthday uh, suits who do you want do you want the basketball player or the baseball player
1: we'll go with the more challenging probably baseball
0: yep yes yeah i I don't think unless it's like mickey (laughs) mantle and i still don't know if i would get mickey mantle but uh here we go born in aberdeen uh or sorry born on august 24th 1964 our birthday suit wearer grew up in aberdeen maryland where his, co- where his dad coached the Baltimore Orioles. Following in his dad's footsteps, our birthday suit wearer started playing baseball by the age of four. Our birthday suit wearer dominated high school as a starting shortstop. He also pitched. After high school, he was drafted by the Baltimore Orioles in the second round. He stayed in the minor league for three years before moving to the major leagues uh, in 1983. From 1983 to 2001, he was an all-star every year. Wow. Pretty good streak. <clears throat> Pretty good streak. He won one World Series, two Golden Glove Awards, eight Silver <clears throat> Slugger Awards, <throat> and he's in the Ball uh, Balt- Baseball Hall of Fame. And I think the most... Impressive thing out of his whole career, and I don't know if anyone will ever come close to this. He played 2,632 consecutive Major League Baseball games without missing
1: a single one. Wow. That's interesting.
0: 2,632. It is a Major League record, and like I said, I don't think anyone's ever going to come near that record.
1: Name that birthday suit wearer. Wait, question. Did he play for the Orioles? That Orioles? Whole, time, the whole time. That whole time. Uh, Never the any other The only Orioles team. player I know of is Cal Ripken.
0: Nailed it. Yes. Yes. Cal Ripken hey. Jr. is correct. Yeah. Very nice, man. I wasn't sure if you get Cal Ripken. Yeah. That was, he, was, he was a – I remember uh, a lot of my teammates in T-ball and uh, kid pitch were fans of, uh, of Cal Ripken.
1: Yeah. I was not. Yeah. I,
0: I was a Barry Bonds man. I was like, yeah, Cal Rifkin. Barry how Bonds. How could you not be? Barry Bonds yeah. hits dingers, folks. Come yeah, on now. Does. Come on. <laughs> uh, Mike, here's the uh, next one. Oh, before we go on to the next one, how old is uh, Cal Rifkin? Cal Rifkin will be turning 62. 62, 62. for Cal nice. Rifkin. Happy birthday to Cal. Uh Mike, our birthday suit wearer, uh was born on August 24, 1965 in Riverside, California. Uh, our birthday suit had four brothers and sisters who were all very athletic. One brother was a professional baseball player. One sister was a college volleyball player. One sister is considered the greatest women's basketball player of all time by some individuals and is in the college, or in the basketball hall of fame. Our birthday suit wearer loved basketball and with his sister uh, playing it every day after school outside uh, in his backyard. It led him to being good enough to earn a scholarship at UCLA. When he graduated from UCLA, he ended up being the third uh, all-time scorer uh, at UCLA and they retired his jersey. He was drafted 11th, 11th overall by the Indiana Pacers and played all 18 seasons with the Pacers. Over that time, he was a five-time NBA All-Star, a three-time All-NBA player. He's in the 50-40-90 club, and in a playoff game against the New York Knicks, he once scored eight points in nine seconds. He was recently listed on the NBA 75th anniversary team. Name that birthday suit wearer. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller is correct. Nicely done. Three for three, Mike. Three for three. It doesn't happen often, but three for three on August 24th. Nice. Nice. Yes. Reggie Miller, man. It's also the the day of uh, one team players there. Reggie and Cal Ripken not leaving their teams. The same team their whole career, man. And I'll be honest, when I wrote this, I was really—I thought I was positive Reggie Miller had more than five NBA All Stars.
1: Like that just seems really low, you know. Um, I'm not sure if you mentioned. Yes. Did you mention anything about him being like a three-point like shooter? Did he win any like three-point? Well, titles? he
0: was—he was—he uh, was the leading three-point shooter, like most three points made until Ray Allen passed him. And okay. now, now, uh, Steph Curry passed them both. So he's third yeah. on the list all time of, gotcha. uh, of three points, but yeah. And he was in the 50, 40, 90 club, meaning, you know, 50%, uh, uh, field goal percentage, 40% three point percentage and 90% free throw percentage. Yes. Yeah. yeah but I, I, you know, I mean, it's exactly like they say in the last dance, uh, if you watch Last Dance, when they say uh, they talk about that last series that they played, the Bulls and the Pacers, in 98, and one of the uh, reporters say, Reggie was a problem because Reggie had unlimited confidence. And it's true, man. If Aside from Michael Jordan, especially in that time, if there was a guy that I wanted taking the last shot of a game, it was Reggie Miller. That yeah. dude had no worry that he was going to make it. He had the 100% confidence this is going in every single time. And a, l- a lot of times they went in. He is an impressive player.
2: Granted, yeah. he,
0: looked, I, he I'm, looks I'm, weird. But besides that. <laughs> he does gotta look a little bit but, weird. But anyways, he's turning, what is he turning? 57? 57. Hmm. 57 for Reggie. Nice. Does a, I like I like having Reggie on as an analyst. I enjoy Reggie on uh, on broadcast as the analyst. He does a good job. Yeah, does a good job. I haven't seen com- him.
1: He yeah, he breaks it down really well.
0: Yeah, does a good job on he college like and NBA. An he does yeah. does a solid solid job. I enjoy him and his and his sister Cheryl. L- love uh, love having Cheryl on broadcast too. Both of them are, are solid. Uh, do do a good job. Anyways, Mike, I've wasted a lot of time. We have wasted a lot of time. We successfully duped the listeners into (laughs) listening for two hours that are still on the broadcast. Mike, we have a fantastic show. Next week, we have the super group, the super rock group, Dead Daisies. They are starting their North American tour. They just got finished doing their European tour. Can't wait to talk to these guys. We're going to be talking to Greg and Dale going to be a good time. But until then, Mike, we need to wrap it up for this week. I have been your host, Doc G, with me as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Fernicus, Charette. Thank you so much for having me, Doc G. Always a pleasure. Uh, of time. course. And until next week, zip it up. Hey, it's his birthday. Zip it up and zip it out.
1: Zip it doo dah